Welcome to Episode 7 of the Marriage Legacy Builders Podcast with your hosts, Mike and Carly Kirchival. Hey, everybody. Hey, how you guys doing? How are our favorite people? <laughs> yes. We are really excited, you guys, about today's episode. It's really a topic that can be a uniter or a divider yeah. for many, many couples. Can you guys guess what that topic is? Mike, you want to let them know? Yes. We're going to be talking about money. Money. <laughs> oh. Well, and that's something we're going to more specifically be talking about 10 important money conversations for couples. Yes. So you guys, we're going to get rolling. One of the biggest challenges that couples face is actually figuring out their finances. How are we going to make money? How are we going to share it? How yeah. are we going to spend it? Are we going to save it? Um, money, it just, it doesn't have to be a tense topic with your spouse. Although we see that it is a hot button for many, many marriages. But the truth is with a lot of proactive conversations and notice I said a lot <laughs> and I said proactive, you guys are going to be able to communicate confidently yes. about money, no matter what your differences are. You know, before Mike's going to share a quick story, but before he goes into that, one of the things I want to point out is that. A lot of times there's gonna, there's always like one saver and one spender yep. in a relationship. But funny enough, Mike and I really were both savers at heart. We're not the people that love to spend money. Um, and we'll go into a little bit about that later. But it's kind of a more unique situation because usually it's like, oh, I love to spend it. Yep. And I don't. So, But both of us actually are, are pretty, um, we don't really, not tight-fisted, but God's loosened our hand. <laughs> <laughs> Loosen the grip. Yeah, but it's something that um, I just wanted to make note of that. So my story, you know, when I was growing up, essentially money was my God. All I heard from my dad was saying it's all about the money, you know, and what that said, you know, uh, I grew up in a construction background where you had to hustle and you had to work when, you know, when it wasn't raining because we did uh, concrete. And so I had that growing up. It's all about doing whatever it takes to get the money. So what God told me when Carly and I were engaged, he said, Michael, do you trust me enough with your money? I'm like, yeah, <laughs> you know, that's the easy answer. That's the easy answer. Yes, Lord. So then check this out. He said, well. You and Carly, you guys need to open a bank account and share it together. We were engaged at the time. Did yes. you already say that? Yes. Oh, okay. We were engaged. We were engaged <laughs> at the time. And I and you know, I didn't think I didn't even think twice about it because I trusted God more than I trusted money and having that control in my mind. And interesting enough, check this out, you guys. I wasn't I was not good with my finances. I was a guy that would use my credit card almost every Sunday. I'd go to the Christian bookstore and I <laughs> would I would buy whatever was hot on the market or out new. And my thinking, I would tell myself, hey, I can afford it because guess what? I'm going to make the minimum payment and I'm going to keep the ball rolling. However, what I learned through Carly, she was quickly, uh, she told me, hey, we need to pay this off. This is debt. And I'm like, the minimum payment, we're good. Well, back up though for a second, okay. because here's the thing. 
Michael was justifying it because it was being spent on resources and yeah. materials that were biblical. Yeah. And I'm like, look, God doesn't want you to go with a credit card <laughs> into the church bookstore because we'd go to the church yeah. bookstore. They had a phenomenal bookstore in our church. And we would also go with our friend Curtis to this mall in the college town we were right. in to the Christian bookstore there. And yeah. these guys would just drop their cards, their plastic in a heartbeat to get these latest and greatest books by, you know, T.E. Jakes yeah, and yep. Kenneth Hagen and Kenneth Copeland, whoever yep. had these materials at the time. And so that's kind of what his his thinking was. So the, the point is, don't let the enemy trick you into thinking, well, you know, it's for for God. This is, I'm going to go, yeah. I want to be a big tither, so I'm going to go into debt so that I can give to the kingdom of God. Well, the Bible tells us to owe no man anything yes. except for love, right? Yep. That outstanding debt of love. And so that's something that I just want to make note that he wasn't out there, you know, charging it up, going and buying clothes, no. and going to restaurants and gas. Not that it's any different, but see how the enemy can trick yes. you into believing, hey, this is for God's glory. But really it wasn't because I told Mike, I don't care what you do this is getting paid off. We're That's not right. going to have debt. We're not carrying a balance. This can't right. be happening. <laughs> <laughs> but I think if you could share a little bit more about the act of obedience, when God asked you yes. initially, yes, you and I ended up getting a bank account. So to give you a little bit more context, Michael actually was going home for the summer. Yeah. Him and I were courting and it was summertime where we met at a university, Washington State University. Go kooks. Yes. But he was going home for the summer. When I moved out, I moved out. So I lived in the college town. I didn't go back home. That was my home. And I worked at the university during the summertime because I, I just loved my job. And all that to say, Mike went back home to work construction. Yes. For his dad. And he went back home, little did I know, to save up cash take some classes on diamonds to buy my engagement ring yep. um, that summer. So can you share a little bit about your initial response, not what you ended up doing, but the initial response that you had when God asked you to have this account to give me access to this money when we weren't even married yet? My initial response, honestly, my initial response was, Yes, and I'll tell you I'll tell you why I say that. I said yes because number one, I trusted God. I knew that God was gonna provide. I knew also that you're the you're my wife you're gonna be my wife. And I knew um I just knew it I didn't question it at all. I knew that I could trust you with being responsible with whatever finances that flow through the bank account. Well, that's awesome, but you were getting flack from some of your friends. But I, yes, I want to get into that. <laughs> I was definitely getting flack because some of you are like, what are you talking about? This guy's crazy. <laughs> All my friends in, in, in college were like, you're going to do what? You're not even married to her and you're going you're gonna to let her have access to your money? What's wrong with you? And, and it was a hard pill for them to swallow. They did not understand. But I said, you know what? I trust God and I trust Carly. And I, I'm willing to give this up because again, you guys, I valued money. That is why I did it. I, I needed to be obedient and I needed to show God that I trust him. 
And I'm so glad that I went ahead with it despite the flack, what people's opinions were. Yeah. I did it anyway. And about the ring, it felt so good. I worked my butt off all summer, poured a lot of concrete. Yeah. But it felt good to go into that jewelry store. And when they told me the price, I was like, here's the money. Yeah. It felt good. And it's amazing. So this was the foundation upon which our marriage was laid. And honestly, yes. had Michael not obeyed God, I don't know that we'd be sitting here today. Because it is just such a divisive point. The yeah. enemy divides so many couples when it comes to money. But y'all, like, don't let the enemy rob you of your marriage covenant yes. because of a piece of paper. That's right. I, it's, granted, it's currency. It's necessary. I'm not going to sit up here and tell you that money's not a necessary part of life because it is. We have to feed our children. We have to pay the bills. Yep. You know, we have to fund the vision that God has put upon this earth and, and into our hearts. But... It's when you really sit and when it's all boiled down at the end of the day, when we depart to be with the Lord, when our day comes, we're not taking any of this paper with us. That's right. So it just makes no sense why we would allow the enemy to trick us into focusing so much on something that cannot save us. Yeah. And it has no authority in our lives unless we allow it, which is a no-no. So we're going to keep it moving. We're going to just briefly go over 10 important conversations, money conversations, yeah. that couples should be having based upon our experience over the last 21 years of being together. Yep. And the first one is really you're going to talk about how much you earn. You know, this seems like a really simple place to start, but believe it or not, you guys, not all couples share their net pay with each other. Yeah. Okay. Because as you may know, and some of you listening may be in this situation. There are many, many couples that actually don't even share a bank account. Yeah. Okay. That right there kind of goes to show you where your loyalties lie. If you can't trust your spouse with your money and vice versa, and if you're not seeing it as such, our money, mm -hmm. there's a problem. Yeah. And that thing needs to be addressed. You guys really should be starting off and saying, even if you've been married for 50 years, I don't care, and you have separate bank accounts, it's time to have a conversation. So true. And also, you also need to be honest with where you're at. So in other words, if you're, let's say, for example, you might be making 10 to $15 an hour. Well, I don't think it would be wise for you to go and, you know, finance a Mercedes right. because <laughs> your money, your income is not matching that kind of lifestyle. But it's important that you don't sugarcoat it. You be upfront. Hey, this is where I'm at. So then you guys can put your heads together and work on having a budget. Well, and honestly, being open and honest about how much money you have, it's the first step, really, in creating trust in each other and your approach, your unified approach. Yes. God's called us to be unified in marriage yep. to your finances. The second one that you need to have, the second conversation you need to have is who's going to oversee the budget? You know, that's the thing is a lot of people hate that word. They hear the word budget, and I know all you spenders out there are cringing right now. What? What do you mean a budget? I make a lot of money. I can spend it however I want to. Keep thinking that way, and you're going to find yourself in a, in a world of trouble at some point. Yeah. Even if that trouble isn't equaling bankruptcy, because maybe you do make a whole bunch of money. But that that is not going to bring you satisfaction. And when we allow ourselves to have any sort of undisciplined area of yeah. life... It always, in the end, causes pain and it causes separation from us and God because we make that an idol. We're not trusting God with it. Yep. 
So that's something that you guys need to say, hey, we got to get a budget together. Once it's up and running, we need to actually visit this constantly. So right now it's flip-flopped many times. I was in charge of the yeah. money for the majority of our marriage. And really, I still am the overseer of yes. it because I'm just more detailed and it's just it's just really easy for me. But it's really cool because now Michael has stepped in over the last couple of years, specifically the last several months. Yep. And he's been doing uh, at least the grocery budgeting, yep. very detailed, but also the whole budget in an app. So what's the app you use? Every dollar. Yeah, budget. so he's been using the Every Dollar app. Too. We also have a written, I have, I'm old school, so I need the written paper and pen style budget too. But it's been really great because he's been on it. So like the other day we went to get donuts and it wasn't, <laughs> you know, it wasn't calculated in the food budget. He's like, hold on, let me go up in here and put this in so we can adjust it on the grocery budget for the rest of the month. And it made me proud because at one point he just was more concerned about making the money and he didn't yeah. really care yep. to know how it was spent. Yep, because I, uh, if, you, if you don't know, I was in the army for almost fifteen years, and I uh, got out. I was medically separated. However, while I was in, especially Carly, she oversaw our budget. But I was thinking, hey, I make the the money, I pay the bills. I don't got to worry about that. Long long as I know that there's. Well, no I paid the bills for him. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that was my thinking. However, the reality, Carly paid the bills. She kept track of everything. She was the one to say, hey, no, we're not going to get that right now. My thinking was just like, hey, that shiny object thing, a syndrome or whatever. Let's get it now. Let's get it now. But I never knew where the money was going. Yeah. And that's another thing, you guys. Like, it's really, really important because I would try to share login information or say, hey, this is where we're at. And he's just like, no, I trust you. He just, for whatever reason, he wasn't give, he didn't have the capacity, I don't think, in his mind at the time to really hold that information, which is fine. But thankfully, I wasn't out there being crazy because we could have had some serious problems. Yes. So um, another thing that is really good about the budget and, and having the person assigned to it is that you guys, it's going to save you a lot of headaches when it comes to goals that you're going to set with your finances together. And it's also going to give you guys a framework that's going to help you guys save for, you know, things that you dream about. Yep. If you want to increase your giving, if you want to buy a house, if you want to buy a rental property, whatever it may be that you're going after, your budget's going to help you get there. Another wonderful thing that we suggest that you talk about is how will you approach bills? And so that may seem, what are you talking about? It's easy. How do you approach bills? You just pay it. I get it. But it's really important, just like the budget, that the bills are kind of addressed and paid by the same person. So nobody's dropping the ball. Because if, if it was yeah. just like, oh, we owe this much. We owe 50 bucks for the water bill this month. But there's nobody assigned to make sure that payment goes to the bank or to the bill, you know, collect, not collector. Oh, Lord. But you know what I'm saying. Paying the bill. Yeah. <laughs> yeah then it's just going to sit there right. and maybe you assume that your spouse does it or they assume that you do it. So for me, I've been paying the bills the whole time. Yes, you have. So I've been paying them the whole time and it's something that that pattern has helped us just kind of, and Michael, you know, there are maybe times where you may say, Hey, did you take care of that? And I'll be like, yep, I did it. Yeah. So the accountability portion is nice, but it's also nice that I do it because then I don't have to worry about anybody dropping the ball except myself which matters because I think it would have been a lot of disagreements because we could have easily blamed each other. Well, I thought you took care of it. Well, I thought you were yep. going to do it. We don't have to go through that because, listen, if a bill doesn't get paid, it's Carly's fault. 
<laughs> and I think also along with what Carly is saying is you both have to have this conversation. Don't just assume, hey, this is her bill. This is his bill. It's your bill. You're, you guys are a team. You guys are put on this earth to go conquer it. And one aspect of that is having that communication to say, hey, let's lay out all our bills on the table and let's figure out how we're going to have the accountability and do it. Well, that's a good point because some of you out there are saying, well, it's not my bills when my spouse goes out and buys a bunch of clothing Yeah. when they have a closet packed full. You know, I hear what you're saying because you're not the one physically going out there and causing this expense. However, that is your spouse, so it is your bill. If you don't like what you're seeing, if you don't like the spending habits of your spouse, rather than complain or allow yourself to become withdrawn, sit down. Have yeah. a conversation, you guys. Sit down, talk about what your problem is with it, and come up with a solution. And if your spouse is unwilling, because we know, we, we have been counseling married couples for over a decade we know yeah. there's a lot of people out there that are not trying to hear it if your spouse does not want to hear it then that's when a third party gets involved that's when yeah. you you know you you come to them and you say hey we need some accountability in this area we need an outside party whether that's a counselor your pastor a friend a parent somebody you trust that you know is not going to have a bias in your situation to come in and help you guys sort it out okay moving on to the next so the fourth important money conversation you need to have as a couple is what systems will we have for personal purchases? Yes. So this kind of comes as a runoff and a run over from the last one. We all have personal purchases that we make. For me, I tend to do more things for the house. I like yeah. to um, have, you know, whatever. Like I like to decorate. And there was a period of time where we were kind of building a base of appliances, like nicer appliances mm -hmm. for baking and cooking and whatnot. And, you know, that's what we do. And then, Michael, right now, I think, what would you say? I don't know, because no, it's shifted over it's, the years. It's shifted. It used to be, I used to tend to, once a year, I'd buy one of those uh, Xbox games. That, yeah. that would be something that, you know, I enjoy doing. But things have changed. Focus has changed. And uh, what I was going to also say with this, Carly, there's some people out there, I, I know I talked to several soldiers when I was in the army, that they're like, hey, I got my little my little private account or my secret account just because, you know, my my wife always wanted to get her hair done or get all these dresses, so I'm going to have a little stash for myself, you know. <laughs> but it's important that you guys come together so you guys can talk about what's needed versus your wants. And you have to be really disciplined to say, you know what, even though... I want some of these things. I don't really need it. Like you need electricity, you need water, you need food, but you don't always need to have an extra pair of shoes or whatever that whatever it is. But you have to have that conversation so you guys can hold each other accountable to say, hey, if, if we're gonna do any personal purchases, we're gonna set an amount that we agree upon. So there's no surprises. Yeah, and it's, it's one of those things, I have a lot of friends who do have the budgets like, they have, let's say they get a hundred bucks every month in their personal account for their own spending. Mm -hmm. You know, however you guys want to work that out. Mike and I don't do that, but we just talk about purchases before we do. Yes, we like, do. We just keep our money all together. But however it works for you, just make sure that you guys have some sort of a system, no secret accounts. I mean that, again, if you're married and you're walking with God, there should be no 
secrets. The only secret I want to hear a married couple keeping is maybe, hey, I'm going to do a surprise uh, birthday party for so-and-so's 50th. Or, yeah. you know, I'm going to surprise them with homemade cookies or a new scarf or something like that. Yeah. But not the, oh, well, she doesn't know, but I have a secret account. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. That's just, that's where the enemy can come in and, and do some serious damage. Another money conversation that you guys need to be having is how will you keep track of your spending? Again, this may seem like common sense to some people, but are you doing it? And are you and your spouse doing this together? If so, that's wonderful. Yeah. But most people that we talk to, they are not doing it together. So an essential part of keeping on top of your finances is making sure that you are tracking your spending habits. Yes. Because there are habits, there are patterns. If you like what you see, great. You know how to replicate it because you're like, okay, well, this is working over here. So let's do more of that or let's increase this and let's, you know, you can have a strategy. Same thing if you don't like how it's going, you start to see the habits and the spending patterns yes. and you identify, okay, this is the area that we really need to chill out in, okay? This month, you're not spending $75 on beer. You're going to spend... <laughs> That's a lot of beer. <laughs> I know. I don't even know why beer came to mind. Actually, I do. I just looked over at this, this uh, nutcracker in my office and it's like a Viking and it has beer. But anyway, so stuff like that, you know, just you guys can identify all of that and deciding how you're going to do that it just makes it so much easier mm -hmm. on budgeting it makes it easier on your personal spending and it just the important part is you guys is just do that together we actually use a phenomenal money planner it's a, a printable pdf planner um we'll share a link to that but it's it's literally amazing because it, it has everything from the debt snowball to your daily spending your yes. weekly your monthly your grocery budget budgeting envelopes all this stuff in this printable system that you can use over and over and over and um it's it's really it's a blessing to us so we'll have to share that link in, in the comments it is so important that you you have to know where your money's going because you need to know is your money working for you or you're not you're, you have to know where your money is going and and the whole important thing with what carly is saying is it's important on paper to see or an app or whatever you use to see a bird's eye view and also getting into the details of where the transactions are however like or for example some people they might tend to get Starbucks all the time well if they add it up they're gonna realize how much they're spending every month on paper by having a budget and see what's going on yeah it's really true so the sixth conversation you should be having are is what are your priorities yeah. when shopping so you got to talk about it. And I know this might seem a little, some people might be like, man, this is crazy. This is silly. It's not. Because again, when you go to a grocery store, what are you guys doing? How, what's your approach? Yeah. Right. Is your focus convenience? Is it saving money? Is it the best quality? All of these come with different price tags, right? Yeah. So if your husband's shopping for bargains, but you're looking for top quality, guess what guys? There's going to be a problem. There is. So when you, you know, it took me a good 15 years to get Mike up to speed on the way I've always been thinking that <laughs> you need to have high quality foods to put in your body. If you're going yes. to spend a lot of money on something, to me, it's your health, especially our children. Yeah. I can't look at those beautiful faces and know that I'm feeding them things that have, no, that are known to cause cancer or that are, you know, just because... Of what I know in my background in health and nutrition, 
I just knew better. Whereas Michael, he came from a family that was all about convenience. They weren't worried about what they were putting in their bodies. Right. So there wasn't, there could have been some serious drama there. But I allowed, you know, God to come in. I said, you know what? This fight is not worth the cost of my marriage. So there were plenty of times where he wasn't even involved in that process because I did all the shopping and all the budgeting and yeah. all the cooking and all the everything. But now he understands. I do. Because he's a part of it. He cooks a lot. He's the main cook now in the house. So it's been a process for us to figure out and to merge those priorities when shopping. But remember, you guys, like to be flexible, yeah. to have those conversations and to remember that, okay, my spouse likes to spend a little bit more money than I like to on natural, whole, organic foods. Is that worth your relationship? If you guys can afford it, it's okay. Yeah. If she can figure out a way to make it happen within the food budget, let it go. Yeah, It's not a big deal. And real quick, too, we do have um, some links in the post that can help you guys save some money. So we have our five favorite apps to save money on groceries because trust us when we tell you we are in love, especially me. I'm almost like a game for me, like to save money. Yes. It's just exciting to me. Um, and we have another link that will help you guys if you shop online to save money. So the next uh, thing is how will you manage the money you save? You need to have that conversation. Yeah. You know, I know, again, back earlier in our marriage, yes, I'm by nature, I like to save. But when you don't know where the money's going, when you're not responsible for paying the bills, I got lazy. So I just left it all on Carly. I didn't even have that conversation. I just I just went about my my day. How however, it is so important that you will you set goals and that you have money set aside for the things that you're you're looking to do. Essentially, your money has to have an assignment. Yes, we're not does. called to hoard money on this earth. We don't need to just plump up our savings account just because it's there. Our security does not lie in our savings That's account. Right. So the money with a mission. Okay, when you guys think about it this way, your money has a mission. Ask God to show you what that mission is, and yes. he will. He will give you the wisdom to spend your savings or to keep it for something or to sow it into a certain ministry, whatever that may be. Um, it's really, really important to consider when you're looking at how and why you are saving your money. The eighth conversation that we really believe all couples need to talk about when it comes to money is retirement. Yeah. You have to talk about it. And I know when we were young, it wasn't something. I mean, Mike talked about it a little bit. He has an uncle that's an investor. Yeah. Um, and it's, you know, he, Michael has always been interested in that. So it's a conversation that we've had. But just make sure that you're doing that. Because when you guys reach that milestone together, when you work together to make this a priority, it's just going to be a lot easier in that season of life. I don't know how many times I've seen elderly people run out of money yeah and it is one of the most heartbreaking things like honestly you think it's all you think you need all this money when you're young but the truth is you really need it when you're older yeah because that's when your body starts changing that's when your needs start shifting and that's yep. when at some point self-reliance isn't going to be the same you're not going to be able to do the things you were once able to do so it's just really really important that you guys talk about it but also Make an appointment with a financial professional. Yes. Help them guide you through that conversation because it's one thing to have an opinion about something, but it's another thing to be educated and walked through with somebody that you can trust. Yeah. And, and another thing with, uh, you know, the whole retirement thing, when you talk to a you know, financial uh, planner, 
it also they show you how your money can work for you later on in life and that's the biggest thing we don't want to be have have sweat equity or we're having to earn our money we want our money to work for us especially when we're older yeah and being a part of that conversation don't just give it off to some money manager and right. not know what's happening learn what it is that you're investing in learn the market you don't have to master it but just learn it so that when you talk to them and communicate with them just like marriage right that you know what's going on and you don't feel slighted. So the ninth conversation that we think is really, really important is how you will save for big purchases. So there's so many big purchases that, that we encounter. It can be yeah. your home. It can be a car. It can mm -hmm. be, we have a daughter in college. We have two more sons that are going to be following suit very soon in college. Yeah. How do you manage to save for these big purchases? So one of the things that we recommend that you do is discussing that approach to these expenses well in advance. I don't care if you don't even have children yet. We were talking about this stuff before we had children. Before yeah. we even got married, we had these conversations. And trust us, we're not trying to say we had it because we were wise, but the Holy Spirit, yeah. he guided us through this process. Yep. And we know the importance of having those conversations because it's going to help you be prepared mentally, spiritually, and of course, financially when the time comes yep. to make that purchase. So true. And and also with that, some of you might be thinking, well, okay, that, you know, that's good about, you know, for your children, but even things like vacations, let's say there's vacations that you want to go on, you might want to go on a cruise. Well, you need to make sure that you have a plan to be able to fund it so you can actually enjoy your vacation. You're not stressed out about, man, yes. how am I going to pay this off? Yeah. Cause that's just the worst. I think there's been a couple of vacations where Mike was that guy because he just didn't know. Like I, I explained it to him, but he didn't understand. And he was just like, oh man, like I, he was just stressing out. And I'm like, dude, this thing is covered. Don't worry about it. Like it's covered. So yeah. And then the 10th conversation that we suggest that you have that we believe is really important is what are your beliefs on the money that you give to the kids? Yeah. So, you know, this is another area that unless you guys have the same approach, it can lead to resentment. A lot of these things that we've talked about, if it's not addressed or discussed, it leads to resentment. Yeah. And resentment, as we know, that is such a wedge that the enemy uses to come in and divide. He just lies to us and makes us emotional about things. And it makes us, it's like it creates this invisible line that's not even really there, but we both just naturally begin to believe that it's there. So when you talk about the beliefs of the money about your beliefs on the money you give the kids this is going to be so good so we didn't used to pay so our oldest she's in college now she never got paid an allowance not one time we never i didn't yeah. when we first started out we were like nope they need to just know that they're part of this family now that was our conviction then but then something shifted when we had boys michael thought it was very very important and i understand i understood why because we had this conversation he said, I think it's a little bit different with our boys. They need to understand that they need to work for a wage. Not that he was saying Hannah didn't have to do that. But I see how it shifted when the yeah. sons came about, when our sons came about. So that approach for us was just different for, the, for Hannah. But at the same time, even though Hannah wasn't getting paid an allowance, it also showed her loyalty. It showed her the importance of teamwork. Yes. It showed her the importance of a family because Hannah's different now. Had Hannah been getting paid, she would have just been burning through that money. Hannah didn't have any money to burn through. So now when she works now, because Hannah has two jobs, yeah. those jobs that she works, when she works, she's not loving, she doesn't want like to spend money. And I know had it been, but so it was God. The whole point is yes. we have these conversations, 
different children, different things. That's right. Our boys get paid an allowance. Our daughter didn't. But I see how God is meeting a need because of these conversations that we've had. He is meeting the needs of those individual children yes. and teaching them what they need to know through it. So having that understanding, making sure you guys are handling it together in the same way, it gives your children confidence yes. in money, okay, in the way they handle money to know that I'm the master over you. You don't run me. That's right. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and also within this, it's important that you don't go at this with your children all, you know, the same way. Yeah. You know, like Carly said, Hannah's personality is way different than our boys. You know, however, they're both, God is working on both, all of them on how to view money. And that's the important thing. The reason why is you want your, your kids to know that money is never the God, but that Jesus Jesus is our God and that he provides, but it's, it's good for them to know the importance of valuing the way of spending money, saving money, and working for the money. Yes, for sure. So we're so thankful that you guys joined us and, and we yes. love talking with you. We love hearing from you. As a matter of fact, we would appreciate it if you guys are being blessed by the podcast, that you would consider sharing it, that you would consider leaving us a positive review. Yes. And contact us. Contact us and let us know how we can be praying for you and yes. how we can bless you. Yes. Yeah, so again, we want you guys to go out there, enjoy your day, and we will see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.